the unicameral update. Published by the Unicameral Information Office under the direction of the Clerk of the Legislature. Welcome to the Interim Catch-Up. The goal of these bonus episodes is to provide perspective on the intricacies of the Nebraska Unicameral and the people who make up the 49 members via one-on-one -on -one interviews. Welcome, Senator. Could you please introduce yourself for the listeners? Bo Ballard, District 21. Senator, the first question I have for you is, what aspect of being a senator did you not expect going in? Or what would the average Nebraskan not realize about Nebraska state politics? It's that you're always on. Like, it's always, you never, I mean, you could, you're away from the office, of course. You have an interim, of course. But there's always something going on in your district, whether that's local, local town village board meetings, whether that's parades, whether that's different events, there's always something going on. And just to be the, a, a small face of the district of your area, it's, it's almost, you feel like you should be there. And so there's no real time off that you kind of can just relax. It's just it's a, a constant thing which i really enjoy because i like the the busyness and the the excitement of it and this one of the the things that i didn't expect but i'm learning to really enjoy listeners may or may not know that before becoming a member of the legislature you were a legislative staffer for former speaker hilgers what is the transition from staff to senator like how do relationships within the building change yeah, people ask me that all the time of like, well, you know what you're doing. You, you've been here for five years, but it is, I'll tell you, it is extremely different actually pressing the red or green button. It is a world just like you just, you feel the difference. There may not be a total total difference, but you feel it just because you're responsible for, for 40,000 constituents and you're the representation. I tried to build strong relationships with both staff, lobbyists, and other other members before before I was appointed to this position. So that kind of, that continued, but it is, it's different. Being a, a staffer and we are walking the halls and you see your friends that you've known for almost a decade and it's it's just a different a different approach to and when you're in this building it's like hey there's a I, I'm a member and staff and it's just a different mentality that I quite wasn't expecting as a former staffer who is now in charge of hiring staff what do you look for in hiring and what makes a good legislative staffer I think it's first of all being trustworthy I don't care if we can senators can teach you and other staff can teach you the legal writing the, the law it's it's so soft skills your senator is able to trust you that you'll you'll show up on time that you'll be uh, be a hard worker and and the rest we can teach you uh, so I think that's probably the most important important part is the loyalty and the trust that a senator can have in his staff the legislature has had many recent appointments including many that turned around and won re-election as a currently appointed member, what is the atmosphere surrounding appointed members? Is there any sort of stigma? I, I, I really appreciate it. And I was I was kind of surprised by it of you're treated as an equal. I was pleasantly surprised of being appointed. I was I thought I'd come in and be like, well, you're not elected. Like you don't really like you you go stand over there. But that wasn't the case with my colleagues. And I really appreciate that. I mean, whether you're appointed or you're elected, you're still representing a majority of 40,000 constituents. Uh, and so there's some respect that goes into that. Some listeners may recognize you as the ENR chair who stands up on select file. What does the ENR chair do and how is it chosen? 
Yeah, so it's it's actually chosen through the the youngest member, or I get the youngest first year member. There's one member that's younger than than myself, but the by first year being the youngest member, that's how it's chosen. But it is it's been around for decades. I was actually talking to a former ENR chair that's now a member of the lobby, and he has a a list of all the ENR chairs back to 1960. The awe or the the membership that ENR chair is is something I didn't realize going into this position. You have you have congressmen in there, you have CEOs owes a major major companies in there it's kind of symbolic position but it's also a very important position the kind of the grammar or the spell checking uh, making sure that all the statutes are they properly flow together and they're um, well structured i don't do a ton of that work or very actually i don't any of that work but it's it's part of the the members the youngest members responsibility to to move that forward in the process to make those motions so as a freshman senator, do you feel like you can be involved in policymaking and affecting the direction of the legislature? Yeah, no, absolutely. I think we, we saw firsthand this year of just freshmen that are taking a lead in policy rules. Actually, my first start in a legislative position was on a staff at a different state. And I saw that two or three people got together in a room and they set the direction for the entire session. What bills they're going to talk about, what bills they're actually going to pass. And that's not the case in Nebraska. It doesn't matter if you're a freshman, if you're the speaker, if you're a senior member, that we all have the same the same ability to pass good legislation for our constituents. That's what makes Nebraska and the Nebraska legislature great. As the newest member of the executive board, what does the executive board do and how has that experience been? Yeah, so it was actually in my previous career, I was a, a staff member or I was working for a, a member, the chair of the executive board. So I got a kind of a, a sneak peek into what the executive board does. They're a pivotal part to this this whole process of personnel, of building maintenance. And so being a part of it, my first couple of months has been a learning experience. My role is and where I fit in that, but it's it's been a an, kind of an eye-opening experience of, again, you can be a staff member for, for decades, but it's just different being the guy behind the desk asking questions and making those votes. What subject matter did you feel you had the most expertise in when running for office? And how has that expertise changed once you got into legislative committee work? Yeah, I think being a, m a younger member of the legislature, how we bring young people into the state, how we foster a economic environment, but also keeping young businesses, young entrepreneurs, whether that's taxes, allowing them to buy homes, keeping the, the cost of living down. Uh, that's something I bring in different perspective than a lot of members. Just uh, the season of life that we're in is just a little bit different. Um, but also as a, a business owner, how public policy impacts businesses and business owners' decisions. That's something I, I think a lot about when I'm making my, my yes or no votes. But after my first session, it, I was put on committees that I've had no experience in, really minimal knowledge. Um, and that's been a really growing experience for me, whether that's um, insurance or healthcare. Uh, those are the two committees that I sit on uh, very limited knowledge coming in, and it's been a it's been an incredible experience to learn about one of our largest appropriations of of healthcare, how policy can really impact people's lives. As a state senator, how do you juggle the responsibilities of the position while also balancing career and home life? Yeah, it's it's been difficult. During January to May, you're you're here 60, 70 hours a week. It's long, it's tedious for, for friends and family that don't get to see you that often. I've been very cognizant and very direct of like taking a day, at least to myself, of not doing any legislative work, not do any not think try not think about it, but just kind of detach and focus on whether that's business, whether that's friends, family, something that's outside the legislature. I think it's been kind of that work life balance that I'm trying to carry over into the next session as well. 
it could be just putting myself in my office and working on a passion project or a hobby or putting together bills for my small business, paying bills, sending invoices, something just to check off my list so I feel productive, but not make it legislative related. How did you get started with your small business? And which of the baked goods that your bakery makes is your favorite? Yeah, absolutely. It, I never thought I would own a bakery. Growing up, I, it was always, I was going to do something in finance or big business, big banking. But it was, I came back from college and I saw a need for a specialized pastry shop and bakery in, in downtown Lincoln. And I partnered with a with a girl I graduated high school with and uh, she does all, you don't want me to do any of the baking. So she does all the baking and I do a lot of the, the, the business side, the finances, uh, the banking parts of the business. And she does all the baking. And it's kind of a it's a fun little little store in the downtown Haymarket, downtown Lincoln, called the Rabbit Hole Bakery. But I would say my favorite is I grew up eating German chocolate cake. She does amazing German chocolate cake, and she also does amazing carrot cake as well. Being the business side, carrot cake's expensive to make, so I don't eat it very often because can't eat into the profits. Um, so I don't, I don't eat it very often. But what I do, I enjoy it. Uh, so those are probably my two favorite things. Our most popular items are probably our avocado brownie or our cream puffs are very popular as well. If you were given an unlimited budget for one evening that could only be spent in your district, where would you go and what would you do? Yeah, absolutely. I think I would, because I, I was born and raised in the district. So these are these are places that I grew up going to. So when you asked the question, I was what would I what would I love to do as a child? I think it would be we have great recreational spots in District Twenty One up in up in northern Lancaster County. So Branch Stoke Lake, Pawnee Lake, just a little bit to the south of my district. So definitely spend a day on the lake with a boat, jet skiing, tubing, all that fun stuff, maybe have a picnic. And also there's a small hole in the wall bar and grill about two miles from the place I grew up in, Raymond, Nebraska, called the Dingling Bar and Grill. Love it. It's where I grew up. They do karaoke on Saturday nights. So I probably have lunch or dinner there and then probably finish my day in in, um, either in Fallbrook, which they have a little downtown area right in the heart of my district with Toast or the, the brewery just across the street, or go over to Waverly and they have the Sidetrack Bar and Grill, or they just built a beautiful new pool in Aquatic Center. I probably spend my evening there, um, kind of get out of the city, get out of Lincoln a little bit into the, to the northern part of my, my district. If you could bring only one bill for the next four years, but it was guaranteed 49 votes and no governor's veto, what bill would you bring? Oh, wow. I've been working hard on East Beltway. It's been one of my passion projects, but because I've seen that my public policy focus is how we make people's lives more efficient, how we can get government out of the way and give people a little more, whether that's time, whether that's money back in their pockets. And I think for me, an East Beltway does that. I heard a story about a gentleman that lives on in the south southeast part of, of Lancaster County. When they built the South Beltway, he cut 10 minutes off his commute. That's 20 minutes a day that he gets to spend with his family. I think the math came down about 40 hours a year that he gets to spend extra with his family, whether that's to start his own business, to rest and relax, but something like that where we can, as a government, as, a, as senators, make people's lives more efficient. And I think something as simple as infrastructure can do that. So that's that's one thing that I'm very passionate about is infrastructure, how we create those efficiencies for people. Listeners may not know, but you are a big fan of both college and professional basketball. If you had to coach a starting five of current senators, who would you pick for your team? 
starting position wise, oh, I think your center has to be Mike McDonald. Big guy, big, big, strong guy that can that can play the five, rebound the basketball. Power forward, you're probably looking at Justin Wayne would be a good power forward. I think I think he has a nice little jump shot on the outside, which is which is all right. Small forward or another four, maybe we'll play three guards. We're we're, we're, we're lacking a little bit of the the vertical the the vertical uh on in the Nebraska legislature. So three guards, you're looking at I would say my friend Carolyn Bozin would be a guard. I think she has some athletic prowess to her. And then point guard, Terrell McKinney. I can see a, a nice point guard from Terrell. And then the last one we'll go with, and that's a good question, a shooting guard. I would say a sneaky shooter. We'll probably have to go with like a Anna Wisher. I bet she, she could be a sneaky shooter. When your time with the legislature is finished and you're looking back on your service, what would you consider a successful tenure? Mm, I think that we, that we got government out of people's way that we created an environment that allow, pe- allow people to start businesses, to reduce their tax burden, to allow them to be effective and efficient both in their personal and business lives. I think it's something that I have a passion for and just the entrepreneurship spirit to allow that to, to foster in Nebraska. What is the best way for the public to communicate with your office? That's uh, whether that's email. Uh, you can reach me at bballard at lag.ne.gov. So I see that. I check that almost every day. My office is always staffed. Give my office a call. We'll give you a call. If we're not around, we'll give you a call back within a, within 24 hours of business day. So that's probably the best way to reach me. And then I, I look at all my correspondence, especially constituents, and make sure they're, they go answered. Lastly, what are your plans for the remainder of the interim? My sister is getting married in October, so that's very exciting. So that's going to take up a good chunk of my October. And then also working on different interim projects, whether that's the East Beltway, whether that's different agricultural legislation, business legislation. Then campaign starts. You have your legislative, your business, and then for a good portion of us, we have a, a campaign to do as well. So just getting out. It's, I don't even consider it campaigning in my perspective right now. It's, I'm getting out talking to, to constituents. doesn't matter their political affiliation. I just want to hear from them. I've been knocking doors for the last three months. I try to say this isn't political. This isn't my campaign. This is just getting to know what, what's important to you. And that's, that's taking up a good portion of my summer and fall as well. That's all the questions we had. Thank you, Senator, for your time. Appreciate it.